And we're live. Well, hey. live in that we're being recorded, but not actually in a live setting. I use words that are not correct. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um, to Semi-Auto Magic, Inc., your premier podcast for a Dresden Files RPG set in fictionalized Portland. Portlandia. Are we doing Portlandia or are we doing Portland? It is my goal for you to go this entire game without knowing the name of the city we're playing in. <laughs> you know, we're off to a good start then. Uh, my name is Dylan. Hi. I have a few folks joining me today. Our DM is... Oh, it's, uh, that's me, Casey Hill's Angel of the Bottomless Keg. I don't know why I keep saying my last name. I should stop doing... <laughs> it's because I have to do it at work when I... <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. It's on your Twitter anyway. Like, it doesn't It doesn't matter. Is it? That's true. Oh, yeah, you can uh, you can find me on the, on the tweet face at uh, Hotel Theotokos. Um, and also joining us today... Is Anthony, last name redacted... <laughs> Even though I think it's on our bio section, <laughs> I think it is of our website. It uh, shouldn't uh, be. So if they want to stalk you, they're going to have to put at least four clicks worth of effort into it. Yeah. We're which, not just going to hand it to them. Which literally is something that no person on the internet wants to put the effort in for. Fuck yeah. no. So it's the purpose fine. Of uh, I am uh, just a player. I don't know what uh, what my role in helping this podcast be will be, but I'm here to play. You're a ferryman. I am a ferryman. And who on earth is that beside you? This is my lovely, beautiful, gorgeous fiancé. Oh, stop. Named? Named uh, Jacqueline. Good luck spelling my last name. That's a hell of a last name. That sounds German. (laughs) Well, it's Polish, so you're kind (laughs) of right. I mean, my mom's maiden name is Polish, but my actual last name is German. I can't yeah. Jackie Polish, got it. Yeah. Yes, Jackie Polish, perfect. Uh, if you could get right up on the microphone, Sorry. that would be great. Yeah. She was scooting back. Alrighty. Yeah, well, you need to leave that love when you two come to the table, because here at the table, you ain't got no friends. Nope. nope. You, ain't, you ain't got no fiancé. All you've got are liabilities. Yep. Wow. Harsh yeah. beats. Exactly. This is going to be a really gritty Portland. Casey, okay, I just feel like that was just a section of the speech you're going to give it our way. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, if we have a, we have a fourth person on the podcast and a third person joining our party and she does not have a character. So let's jump straight into getting... Jackie integrated into this world that we've built. This is yes. week three of of not actually playing. And probably yes. not airing in that order, because I'm probably going to graft this onto the butt of the first one, but that's not a big deal, you guys. Editing magic, hooray. Because um, the first one wasn't long enough. <laughs> right. It's only like two hours, it's fine. Yeah. Alright, well, Jackie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character, you had previously uh, voiced a desire to play a barista in Magic Beans. Is this uh, what you're going with? Yes. 
magic. Tell us more. Tell us stuff. I'm thinking of a name, Fiona Quirk. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't quite have like a physical description together yet, but I will work on that. I don't uh, think any of us have a physical description. I have a physical description. I have nothing. It's just you, get on this, Dylan. My character is a blob. I feel like Dylan's character is just Dylan. That's not true. Well, okay, dude, it doesn't help that your your Skype profile picture is literally you in a vest and suit and tie kind of thing. Well, yeah, because that's how I aspire to dress every day. Exactly, you aspire to be Solomon. Solomon Byron. The right yes. choice for the White Council, the right choice for America. Exactly, but we're not here to talk about Solomon Byron. We we very real, in, we are, in a, in a very real sense. <laughs> Solomon Byron podcast featuring Casey, Tony, and Jackie. We're supposed to be talking about um, Fiona Quirk. Dylan. That's the one. <laughs> you just said the name, and I can't remember it. <laughs> okay, so, so, so this yeah, go ahead. Though. A, this brings up a question. Uh, first off, space spelled with an E, not a Y. Uh, uh, is is Jackie going to be playing something full Fay, or are we going to do? kind of a situation like me um that's a really good question just as we had previously discussed and jackie i don't know how much you were listening in on the first episode i know you were there but also doing homework and stuff um we had discussed thony's fey influences and origins and i think we kind of came to a consensus i could be misremembering but it came to a consensus that having him just be, like, full, straight-up fey would be a really, uh, like, rainbow prism thing to have in a gray world, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't it, it didn't quite jibe. So I'm super-duper fine with you having fairy influences or connections or lineage or whatever, but just, like, literally going into Magic Beans and finding, like, a sprite-grinding espresso... Uh, <laughs> Sprite Grinding Espresso is my new uh, 8-bit music band. Love it. Um, yeah, so, I'm fine with being only part day. I mean... I mean do, you wanna, do you wanna make her a changeling? Uh, like me? I mean, not like me, but... Uh, I think that's kind of only the real option you have if you want. I mean, she could be a scion, I guess. Ooh, what's a scion? That sounds fun. It's a... Uh, it's... I really wanted to make a windshield replacement joke here because that's the <laughs> industry I'm in. The uh, the scion, it's it's a real pain to get those moldings. Anyway. Oh God. Um, yeah, it's awful. That's the person I am now. I was um, going to make a League of Legends joke, so here we go. Well, there we go. We all got terrible jokes. Scion um, is a shard named named Iltani. Stop it. Speaks like Thor. Stop it. No inside jokes. <laughs> Min- minimum minimum inside jokes. Let's let's put it that way. You okay. get one. And that so, was it. so, from my understanding, a scion in this universe is someone who shares a supernatural ancestor. Right, a bloodline. Necessarily, like, direct descendant, though. Right. So, the, you could the, have that. Go ahead. The, the Dresden Wikia describes a scion as the offspring of a human and a non-human, including yeah. fairies, demons, and other supernatural creatures. Oh, okay, so it's more, it's more of an umbrella term. Whereas Thony's character, whereas Rowan is literally a fairy. The scion, is... so a changeling is the scion of a djinn. Oh, no, sorry. The scion of a fairy is a changeling. Oh, okay. So Thony is a scion. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
So in terms. If you are, in fact, the scion of a fairy creature, um, you are a changeling. Yeah, and I think you can also add the aspect magic bastard, which I think is pretty cool. I like it. Um, So we could do that. You could be one of those, uh, a nice counterpart to Thony's character. And there's a lot of other stuff that you could do to be involved with the Fae. You could be related to them through some, like, pact that you or your ancestors made with a Fae power or a curse, or maybe you have some object or were owed a boon by one of the courts or something. I I feel like there's a lot of room to play. I mean, like, uh, could she do something... Like I'm, I'm not entirely sure how Molly was able to become uh, the Winter Lady, being of complete human origin. Right. But something or, happened where she got enough fairy power to be considered fae. Right. So, so that happened because the 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 Winter Lady, the Winter Queen, and and Mother Winter are all mantles that are upon the death of the bearer are are transferred to the best candidate for that mantle. Yeah, their offices. And usually, yes. And usually that is someone who is she, but not necessarily... Right. Queen, to... Queen Mab was cultivating Molly specifically for this thing. Um, because her. she knew... Right. Because she knew Maeve was about to be murdered. Oh, man. Maeve was terrifying. So. That's how that whole thing worked out. Dylan, I love that it's become immediately clear that you're going to serve as our lore master for this. You know, <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about dumb fantasy novels. No, oh, yeah, I'm there with you. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time until we see a Stormlight Archive game come up. Ooh. I mean, like, who doesn't, though? Like, yeah. Like, uh, jerks. Me. Jerks. Yeah, people, people that aren't cool. I'm not aren't cool, then, I guess. Yeah, you're not you, do you ever meet a person who doesn't read, and you're like, what? I don't... Um, I do, unfortunately, and I never, I never speak to them. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I, I meet a lot of those people. What do they do? And it's not even a judgment thing, at least not for me. Like, I don't think reading makes you a better person. I just don't understand what they do with their time. Well, like, for me, I like to read, but it's not on the forefront of my mind like a lot of people. Oh. So and me, that, that's totally like, fine, My too. mind exists in... in cinema or, or television like that's where I think about things I think about movies I think about TV shows I think about yeah and I mean my cross section is dumb fantasy novels and video games so yeah, like whatever same, same, same. No. I guess my I guess we're thinking I guess we're talking about like the lenses or the grids through which we look at the world and so, like, if Thony's is the visual arts, and, and, and Dylan, you've got your video games and dumb fantasy, well, I guess mine would be, like, religion, because I tend to I tend to look for, like, symbolism and, like, mythological archetypes in stuff. Mm-hmm. So when there's, like, a character who's clearly a trickster god, it makes me really happy once I realize that and see how it fits into the larger picture, and that applies, like, across mediums, which is really cool. Although it's easier to see. Media. Media, media you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. I thought it you were a fucking linguist, man. I have no defense. <laughs> you have shamed the DM, and that earns you an extra fate point or something. Great. Um, yeah. So, so Jackie, really? you're going to give him an extra fate point for that. I'm, pro- I'm probably not. Oh. Uh, so, Jackie. Yes. Uh, Fiona Quirk. Fiona P. Quirk. 
the P stands for excellence. Yep. Um, was I'm that sorry. a reference to my cat? <laughs> it sure was. That was I a think... reference to Denmark J-Cat, celebrated local cat. I think you've mentioned, I think you made that joke on the podcast once. So I think it's been established, but I have no idea. But now it has been, so yep. here we are. Celebrated local cat, winner of the Desi, the award for excellence in local daytime Spanish television. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Felicidad. <laughs> okay, so Fiona, Fiona, Fiona Peakwork. Um, and again, I don't know how... how uh, I don't need to hear about your Peakworks. Listening. Nope, moving on. Um, <laughs> so every every character... <laughs> Has, I'm not invalidating your joke, I'm just moving past it. Good, good um, plan. <laughs> so every character has a handful of what are called aspects, which are uh, handy, bite-sized descriptors that say something important about who the character is, what they believe, um, and stuff and so forth. Like, uh, I have got some character sheets for easy reference, singing a song. Like, um, Solomon Byron. Yeah, here we go. This is a good character sheet. Has got. That's yeah, uh, right. It's it. Well, I, I like the one I made <laughs> because I used a quill pen. Ooh, so fancy. Yeah, his high concept is ambitious aspirant to Merlinhood because that's what he want to do. He want to take that throne. He want to rule on high. And uh, Rowan's is changeling bounty hunter. So your high concept is kind of what you are plus what you do. I think I think she has that already. Sock it to me. Hipster Fay Barista. Hipster Fay Barista. That yeah, that works. So, yeah. I, I guess feel that encompasses the whole character. Yeah, it really it really does. It kind of encapsulates the whole thing. What were you saying, Dylan? Uh, so, we still need to define like what that exactly means. Like what kind of Fay you are. Um, I like the scion. Um... Well, so she's going to be a changeling, but okay. you need to figure out. What fairy relative you have? Um, I'm thinking some kind of like air fairy, air elemental fairy thing. So, so that would that would lean toward the winter court. Yeah. Okay. Um. um didn't, but didn't we establish that it wasn't winter? That was. Didn't we establish last week that that fall uh, was actually going to be, or the autumn court was actually going to be the ones running the coffee shop running magic beans we had tossed that around i thought it was well, so, a little on the nose go ahead Dylan. so that's actually an interesting point that i wanted to bring up uh, about like the way the winter courts work are we inventing two new courts and saying there are two new queens and, and all of this kind of stuff or are the summer and winter uh, or sorry are the spring and autumn courts delineations of the wild fae that lean one direction more than the other because in that case the Autumn Fae are just Wild Fae who lean more towards winter. That's, I, I that's, like, I go like ahead. That. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, that they would be sort of demi-courts. Um, I was thinking that they could have, instead of queens, they could have lords. So there are fairy lords and fairy ladies. Um, it, it does kind of make more sense for them to be just sort of little take-on courts because, you know, fall is much more related to winter than it is to summer, and spring is much more related to uh, summer than to winter. I confuse myself with language. Moving on. I mean, so, we, could also, we could also say that these are courts that at one time held uh, high power in, in fairy, but right. 
uh, fell out of fell out of favor, form. fell out of power, and were eventually subsumed by the larger courts, mostly. Okay, then, like it, then in that case, being a, a an air elemental that is aligned with the 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 uh, autumn court makes an amount of sense. Autumn court, or at least we'll say that it does. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who's going to question us? All of the listeners. All oh, one of our listeners. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that's something I wanted to talk about was apparently Portland, Portlandia, Landport is just lousy with Fay. Is is the impression I think we're already setting up, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a bad thing because. Like, contrasting to Chicago was so urban and so gritty and so full of machinery and concrete and steel that it had to be kind of inherently hostile to the magical forces in the world. But, um, you know, Oregon's still very wild in a lot of places, very beautiful, and so I think it would naturally be a lot more conducive to a certain magical element making a life there without getting too many weird looks. That's good. Yeah. That, that's all. That's that, that makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we can have it. Um, yeah, Magic Beans is it's it's canon. It's run by if not like full members of the Fey Court of the of the Autumn Court because I mean they're still fairies. They're still alien and terrifying and deadly. And then by their the by their scions, their servants. Who knows? We'll see. We'll figure out what's up. Okay. So hipster Fey barista. Which is always going to be to the rhythm of Funky Cold Medina in my head. Of course um, it is. What is your, nobody make a Monty Python joke, trouble? Because we've got, for example, Phony's character, Changeling Bounty Hunter, his trouble is caught between two worlds, which is, you know, his struggle between his fey nature and his human nature, which world he's going to be a part of, that sort of thing. Solomon Byron's trouble is vague yet menacing fey debt. So what's what's going on in in FPQ's life that uh, that is a source of, of difficulty and tumult for her? Now this is just an idea I came up with like five seconds ago, so it's yeah. not really, um, totally all together there. But Those are the best um, kind. I'm thinking that her. Her fayness came from um, a contract that her her mother or father or whatever made that um, that resulted in, in her becoming half fay. Um, but she is not totally okay with that. She would prefer to be full fay, and she's sure. kind of resentful of. A contract being made that resulted in her being half human. Can I float you an idea? Yes, of course. What if, because um, Phony's his, his changeling origin was that you know he his fairy parents or whatever his parents uh, pulled a, the old <laughs> the old baby swapperoo and left him in place. What if this contract? Um, like sold you as a baby to the fair or whatever and you were raised in the never never as a fairy for a certain amount of time but then got kicked back into the mundane world and now you're all weird and longing for home like before you could fully transition into full fayhood wait uh what was that about my origins 
Didn't didn't we? I, I'm sorry, I might be remembering wrong. Did, you're you're a changeling, so didn't we? Oh, that's no. We just decided you're you're the scion of a of a of a human and a fairy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going back to my old notes when you were uh, a, a literal baby switcheroo. Right. Right. Also, a decent Angelina Jolie movie from 2009. I'm gonna murder you so hard. It's a really good movie, dude. Awesome. Yeah. You just. Sur- what? You just keep rattling off these really weird and specific references that <laughs> nobody in the audience is going to get. Okay, there's going to be, no, there are going to be four people who saw Changeling in 2009, and they are going to punch the air. It's going to be great. <laughs> and none of them will listen to this podcast. They should be like, yeah, child abduction. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, what, do you, what, what do you think about it? Like, like the idea that you were... Um, Raised in the in the the never I, I always always want to say the Feywild because I've been listening to Critical Hit for so long but like the never never um, whatever you want to call it um, but before you could like fully take on flay fey flavor favor flave you um, <laughs> were sucked into the mortal world and denied your opportunity to transform and like you know your idea was five seconds ago mine just bounced off that so feel free to shut it down if you think oh, that's yeah, stupid I love it I love it that's perfect. Alright. And, we, you know, we've spent a lot of time thinking about these characters. Stuff is gonna change, like, right as we start playing. We're gonna discover this doesn't work, that doesn't work. Buh, 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 buh. Okay, I'm gonna make some notes. Tell us more about your character. What are some other aspects? What are, what are, some, what are some other, um, like, bite-sized descriptions of who FPQ is? Um, let's see. And you guys throw throw some stuff in there because that's yeah that's I'm, when, that's I'm totally when, open to suggestions. Yeah, um, that's when we had the most fun. The first episode was when other people were like, "Or oh, your character could be this," and the ideas interbred and mingled. So I, I like the idea of her being kind of an obnoxious interloper, someone who just kind of invites herself on. Oh, our, that's that's so perfect. Our like and... like I can't even imagine Dill and I like planning an attack. Like in the coffee shop and having Jackie's character sit down at the table and, and explain start to them why all of this is wrong and they're going to die. So, as an aspect, uninvited guest. Yes. It, per, oh my god, I love you people so much. That's 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 actually really I I can see that going so many different ways. That is that is book perfect. That is something you would find on a pre-gen character from the people who made this game. So, I, I guess I'm not entirely clear on what your trouble is. Oh, oh yeah, we didn't we didn't really settle that, did we? Because it, it sounds like um, the whole Fae thing... Un, unless your nature is going to come into <laughs> troublesome uh, stuff there, running out of words. Yeah, how, how is that going to be troublesome? Um... So is it is it that you want to be full Faye but can't be for some reason? Yes, some part of the contract does not allow me to become full Faye. Or the fact that she was born fully human okay. means she can't actually ever become full Faye. Or, or wait a minute, wait a minute. The contract that her parents signed uh, was broken before she could fully transition to Faye. Ooh. I like it. So, so the trouble is broken contract. Yeah. Trouble is broken contract. Get... 
Dylan, write all the words forever. Uh, you know, I'm really good at <laughs> two-word descriptions of complex ideas, apparently. That's what we've learned. Yeah. Broken contract. You need to get into the religion business, my friend. I, I suppose. Let's see here. Some would say I'm already a religion unto myself. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan. What's up? You need to hush up. <laughs> Ah, it's funny. You see what I did there? Mr. Hush. (laughs) All right, that was my one. That was my reference. Dylan played a god called Mr. Hush in a play once. It was great. Moving on. play that you wrote. That's that's true. I did write that play. Okay. um, That's some weird inside baseball. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Okay, so high aspect. We've got hipster fae barista. Hipster fae barista. And um, trouble, broken contract. Aspect one is uninvited guest. I feel like this is going a lot smoother now that we, we've spent like three or four hours doing it. Now we, we have a much better idea how this is supposed to go. Well, and it also helps that Jackie has a very clear idea of like who her character is. A lot of the yeah. dead air between the the first between the group and the first podcast was just that we didn't really know what we were... Yeah, we were just kind of finding stuff out. Well, and having one more person just makes things a lot easier in general. It's true. Another... Okay, so, yeah, you need at least one more, preferably two more aspects. Um, with Casey's permission, and in all seriousness, I would like my other as- uh, aspect to be the P stands for excellence. The P stands for excellence. <laughs> I like it. Yep. I like it. I mean, I, I don't I, know I think, what it means, but I like it. I, we'll I, figure I it out. I, I, I think I, I got it. She, she is... I'm overly confident about my abilities to the yep. point where I think I'm awesome. Or even though I, I would even say like like she has a determination to be as quirky as possible. <laughs> there we or, go. To, like to be a sort of to be a hyper Juno. It's an <laughs> it's an earned arrogance, is what it sounds like. Okay, that's good. Like you're so insufferably, uh, like. High Off, and mighty like, on yourself, yeah. But also, you're all, you're incredibly powerful, so nobody can tell you to like get off your goddamn high horse. <laughs> awesome, and you know it. Yeah, exactly. Are you writing the aspect then? The P stands for excellence. Are we just writing the P stands for excellence as our yep. Aspect? So yeah. uninvited guest and the P stands for excellence. And the lads, the lads have got four aspects each. They've got high concept, trouble, and two other ones. Um, there's there's room on a character sheet for one more, so we we could definitely have one more for you. And if the boys wanted to come up with one more each at some point, they certainly could. Because those are those are both sort of um, what you do. I, I think one more personal aspect, like about who you are, might be good. Because like Rowan, Rowan has last son of the spring court. And uh, Solomon has, like, philosophy professor at OSU. I have and wizard killer. You do? Yeah. And wizard yeah. killer. It's, it's, I don't know, I I feel like leaving the fifth one blank as as room yeah. for discovery is, is an interesting choice. So Absolutely. Okay, so we've got those. We can certainly play with them. We can certainly alter them. That is the beautiful, mutable nature of this game. Um, so you need some stunts. And I, as it turns out, read the rules wrong. I thought everybody got one stunt to start with. It turns out you get three free stunts before oh, they start costing refresh points. Yeah, I was wrong about that, and I apologize. 
I never claimed to be good at running this game. <laughs> okay. I am good at leading pretend, however. So a stunt, um, as we eventually settle on, is a thing you can do. They're like encounter powers in 4th edition, as Dylan succinctly put it, because he is the best summarizer. Um, in that you can do them once per, like, scene. Once per large chunk event. And they are abilities um, that you can pay a fate point to activate. And they give you a specific bonus when you do a specific thing in a specific way. So, for example, Rowan has his one with nature, which grants him a plus one to a careful, clever, or sneaky roll when he is in a naturalized area and can connect with nature. And uh, Solomon has unexpected finesse, which is plus two to careful when time permits care at a task. So, like, what besides... Oh, God, I feel like there's, like, a witch's brew joke here because you work at a coffee shop. Oh. Oh, I love it. They're not going to stop, Dylan. You you realize, right? I know. It's It's just going to be this. It's it's not like we're just going to get the puns out of our system. No, it's going to keep happening, and I'm sure I'll make my own fair share of them, but... And we'll be proud of you. Yeah. How about, how about, (laughs) how about her stunt is, do you want extra whip on that? (laughs) And... She can, uh, it'll, it'll grant, I don't know if, I kind of feel like something sort of bard-ish with her. Sure. Where her move, like, she can make a a, a specific type of brew that helps herself or her teammates uh, with something. Like an infusion of some kind. I feel like her powers are going to be based around coffee and open mic night. Yeah, because yeah. okay. she's a bard. Oh, it's all coming together. Yeah, she's um, sort of a bard. Sort of. A, okay. Well, you know what? Before we take a look at your stunts, why don't we take a look at your approaches? Um, as you may recall, there are there are six approaches. There's careful, yeah. clever, flashy, forceful, quick, and sneaky. And um, you get to apply one plus three, two plus twos, two plus ones, and a plus zero. So basically, you're great at one thing. Pretty good at two things, kind of okay at two things, and you can do one thing in that you can do it. I'm gonna email that to you. Yeah, okay. Um, I want my three to be in clever. Um, oh, right, because you're a hipster, sure. Yes. Um, two in flashy, and two in quick. Okay. Um, okay. One in sneaky, one in forceful, and zero in careful. I love that. <laughs> yep. That that fits. And plus zero in careful. Doobity doobity do. Dead air. Once we get into stunts, I have my two my two additional. Do you I have really at the ready? Fantastic. So, I I think one of a good stunt would be. We'll call it double shot espresso. Okay. And it gives herself or one of the teammates a, a plus whatever into quick. I uh, like that. I, I do too. Because caffeine and all that oh, stuff. Oh, how about, how about make it a double? Make it a double. Make it a double, writing it There we go. 
plus that's... two in quick. Uh, make it a double. Yeah, it gives a plus two to quick uh, to self or ally. Now, it was, see, that's the thing is we, we can't just throw these around. They're not uh, they're not at wills. They're encounters. So we, we we kind of need circumstances under which this would apply. And and you know we we it feels really restricting to say when she's got a thermos of fair trade Colombian. I don't think Colombian coffee and fair trade are allowed to be in the same. Sentence. I don't well, right. And and putting putting that kind of item item restriction on it is very like you either are always carrying this thing or never. Exactly. So. Um, and if you if you wanted to have an enchanted thermos, that was that's something that we could possibly discuss later down the line. Well, but, how about we say when time permits for her to? Well, yeah, but if time permits, then why do we need to be quick about anything? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So what plus, if it's what if it's plus two quick to herself or an ally in a case where, um, where. It is, uh, um... Like, where there's food nearby, or... Hmm. I feel like we're all grasping at the same idea, but can't quite, like, dust it off. It's, yeah, um... I mean, hmm... Yeah, what if it's what if it's what if, like a plus one two, plus two to, plus two quick to sell for ally when when there's a coffee shop in line of sight and it's Portland <laughs> so <laughs> and it's Landport so there's always gonna be one not it's not Landport it's Portland Landport damn it no he's Casey's calling it Portlandia I'm calling it Portland Jackie's calling it Landport the so Dylan just call it like Boston or something <laughs> yep. No, don't. Don't do that. I, I hate Boston so much. It's, it's well, you started this train. And it, it sure doesn't did. Stop. It does not. Let's see here. Well, why okay, don't we, so... why don't we, why, uh, a suggestion I have is she has to actually take the time to make the, the brew. Because it's, it's kind of the way potions work in the Dresden universe, where right. Dresden will yes. make the potion and then keep it with him. Uh, and as long as she makes sure she see, and that's that's the way I wanted to. I thought about going with it was was like, what if it's a like a thermos of enchanted coffee? Sure. Um, and then and then like this, but then that doesn't really work as a stunt. Yeah, because because so it was once advance. a day thing. Yeah. So yeah, and and there are. There are rules for that. I just got the Fate System Toolkit, uh, which is a really cool book uh, that helps to implement you know magic systems and special uh, items and things like that. And they do have this section where you can have gear, which gear really takes a backseat in this game. Like if you've got a gun, it's just a gun. It doesn't matter you know whether it's a specific you know, whether it's a revolver or a thing or whatever. But if you really wanted to have a specific like important item then it could actually serve as an aspect of your character and have aspects of its own that's so weird. so if you if you really wanted to have like an enchanted bottomless thermos or something like that hmm so hmm what if it's 
a plus two to click in actions that um I've got it. What is I've it? I've got it. I shut it down. Not, not really. Um, I was actually thinking that, that, like, if anyone was ever listening to this and they had really great ideas that they were just yelling at their headphones and wondering, like, why we didn't think of this, that'd be really... It's, it's going to happen. Um, my idea is this. Make it a double plus two to quick or self if it's the morning. Oh. Because... Okay. Because you need coffee in the morning. I don't know. Sure, I like that. Ally, in. Uh, do you want to set a, a specific Bef- before time noon? Frame you don't do it, like before. We'll say, well, yeah, we'll say before noon because it, you know the Fae. It. I feel like the Fae wouldn't understand clocks. Like, like they'd look at a clock and be like, "You can't put time in that." So yeah. So what if? So make it a double is in the morning and then. There's there's a minor stunt attached to it called pick me up that allows you to give yourself a plus one in the afternoon, but it, you can't affect an ally and it's only plus one and not plus two. Exactly. Oh, but wait a minute. If you do it afternoon, then you have to like there has to be some penalty. Like you're gonna have a bad night's sleep or something. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll figure that out. Put just just glom all of that in there. We'll we'll figure out the specifics. Oh, that's awesome. I love you people so much. This is great. See, and this, like, I'm worried about the podcast because there is so much dead air as we're trying to f- figure these things out. But then there's right. that watershed moment where you figure it out, and it's great. And I don't it know just if that, through. yeah, and I don't know if that's so. Like, I don't know if it's if it's okay to keep the dead air so that that's better, or if you just skip to okay, we solved it, and and keep things moving. But that's a production question, and we'll deal with that later. Yeah, um, I, I, I I don't I don't know. Um, okay. Afternoon plus one, but consequence because consequences are a thing. If you look on your on your character sheets, there mm-hmm. you'll see that you've got a, a two, a four, and a six. And I feel like I feel like um, sleepless night would be a good like plus two, a good mild consequence. Sure. Uh, but consequence, sleepless night, because listening to people fill space while they write things down. Is fantastic. It sure is. Yep. Um, so, what kinds of other stunts are, are you thinking, Miss Jackie? Um, I like the witch's brew. Well, this is kind of what the witch's brew y- is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, kind of, kind of morphed and glommed into that. Yeah. Um, I liked Tony's uh, one with nature, but I don't know if I'm allowed to have the same. Stunt as well, person. because you're you're really not a. You can say, I don't know, one with the sky. Well, I don't yeah, know. that's no, that's what I was gonna say. Because you're kind of from opposite courts, so you could certainly have a similar a similar power, but that doesn't the work. Is like, like I can't I can't imagine a situation. How about how about if it's windier? Yep. Yep, she gets the she gets the plus. I was gonna say that very thing. If if there's a if there's a breeze or um, if you're in an open enough space that there's a lot of air flowing, it doesn't have to be a naturalized spot like Rowan's power is. Like you you don't have to have your feet planted in the grass or anything. But if you're in an open space where there's a breeze going, then you can um, 
get an idea of like what's going on in the locale, re warm bodies and magical forces and such like. Uh, what this, call the, that? There is such a synergistic opportunity here between our two characters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I but love that's it. assuming, you're, that's assuming you, they would ever cooperate, though. Because your your you your main force is is air, right, Dylan? Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, and I can I think, conjure the breeze that you need. Oh, um, that's great! Colors um, of the wind. Yeah. I was I was going to say one with the wind and sky. Colors of the wind. Like, <laughs> like colors of the wind. Colors of the Wind is really good, too. Especially because she's a hipster fairy, so she's going to be yes. all artsy anyway, so she would think in terms of, like, oh, it feels like a Renoir out here. I don't know. That's probably not how she's going to sound. Colors of the Wind. And what's that going to give her? Colors of the Wind. Okay, well, her focuses are different than yours, Rowan. Um, She's got more to her clever... And more to, okay, well, you know what, rather than... Let's not think of this in terms of mechanics, because this is a very mechanically light game for the most part. So, rather than that, um, Rowan, you said when you do one with nature, it's a way to connect with uh, the earth and the plants that are around, and use that kind of as your as your medium to sense what life force might be around. Yeah. So, so Miss Jackie, how would, how would you describe using the winds at your beck and call or whatever to uh, to suss out what's going on around you. Um, I was thinking I could either um, hear, hear things that are coming to me on the wind. Sure. Or that it could um, give me a bonus to quick, but I'm reluctant on that one because I already have... A bonus to quick. A bonus to quick. Right. Um, um, um. I would think that would allow you to be more careful, but I also don't know how we feel about giving a bump to your dump stat. Well, so, what if... What if it's just, like, uh, whispers on the wind or something, and it allows you to, like, parse information? Oh, or or, he, or hear what's going on. Right. Like, if it's literally just, an like, an eavesdropping skill, or is that not cool enough? No, I like that. Okay, but you can but you can hear more than more than just like words. Like you can hear like that man's sandwich is crying out in pain. I don't know. Whispers on the wind. I like that. Colors of the wind. Whispers of the wind. We'll figure it out. Okay. Well, um, and that allows. Go ahead. It allows her to what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say what it allows. Um, would that be, I guess that would give a plus to Sneaky, because you know what's going going yeah, on. That's, that's what I was thinking. Plus two to Sneaky? Well, so, plus, go ahead. So, are these stunts necessarily, like, stat bumps? Or, or is it, like, or could you use something like this as a way to know things that you otherwise I, couldn't know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The books, all the books I've seen present stunts as a way of giving a specific and limited mechanical bonus, but I really like the idea of, like, Colors of the Wind or Whispers of the Wind or um, whatever we're calling it, uh, giving, like, one useful piece of information or something like that. 
Sounds dead, good. Dead, no, Dead Silence would appear to disagree, my friend. Tell me your thoughts. Uh, no. I like it. Um, so, like, plus two to sneaky and one piece of vital information. Or plus there you one go. sneaky. Yeah. Plus yeah, one to right. sneaky and a vital piece of information. Well, yeah, because sneaky's not one of your stronger stats anyway, so it wouldn't really make sense to... Yeah. Plus one to sneaky... Learn one piece. I don't know that vital, but um, unknown, useful, useful information. Useful info. Okay, um, Miss Jackie, why don't you give a ponder to your third and so far final stunt? You can. Um, I did read that you can certainly purchase more stunts, guys, but that comes at the cost of refresh points. Right. And yeah, which is a bad thing because you need fate points to do stuff. So now that we know we can have more, um, Dylan, you said you had ideas for some kicking stunts for Byron. I absolutely do. What do you What do you got, friend? So I have I have one that I need some help with. Sure. Um, but before that, like the this one is just super simple. It's alchemical excellence plus two clever on alchemical recipe checks. Well, I'll be damned. There we go. Uh, it's like really simple, but probably really effective. Well, and really specific too, and I right. like that because that's kind of the danger of stunts is making them too broadly useful. Mm-hmm. Alchemical excellence. Ba, 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 ba. And so the the one that I need some help with is razzle dazzleum. <laughs> You're welcome. You, you don't well, get to be obviously mad at me. This you is going to be plus stat. Flashy. Well, yes, it's, it's a plus two in flashy in... Or a plus two careful if imitating a Richard Gere character. <laughs> um, so it's it's a plus two in flashy, but I don't know, like, what circumstance triggers it. Um, and and about... my So my first thought was, like, in conversation, but I don't know, like, how stat rolls work in conversations. Yeah, um, they kind of don't really. Right. I mean, they, they can, but the idea is that you're really going to more role play them than like exactly. Yeah. Um, how about it gives a plus two to flashy when you're using your flashy like to distract or to intimidate? Because razzle dazzle sounds cool, but it could also be scary, or it mm-hmm. could also be distracting, or it could also be sexy. Look at Byron; well, he's rocking that suit. Brooks Brothers having a sale. Well, right. So, like, the namesake is all about misdirection, right? Right. It's it's all about um, it's all about the lawyer, uh, Billy Flynn. Billy, right, Billy Flynn, um, sort of casting doubt on all of this stuff that doesn't actually matter. Um, right. That's a classic misdirection. If it were anything important, you wouldn't be talking about it. Right. So, so yeah, I, I like the idea of saying, like, plus two flashy in attempts to misdirect. There we go. That's it. That's perfect. Plus two flashy... In attempts to misdirect. I would also like to apologize to the listeners for my big loud donkey laugh earlier, but honestly, a Chicago reference was the very last thing I expected from Dylan, and I was so, so happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it makes sense in retrospect, but... Yeah, no, it that came to me, and I could not contain myself. No, nor... I wouldn't have wanted you to, friend. Um, because it's just so... It's perfect. It's so stupid, and I love it's it. Um, so great. So, I mean, that's my stunts. Um, razzle dazzle, 
Razzle Dazzleum, Alchemical Excellence, and Unexpected Finesse. Fantastic. That's Solomon Byron. That's Solomon Byron. Oh, yes, they both reached for it. Um, Rowan, Rowan no less Name. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I was not no, I'm, no, no. I'm stopping that right now. Oh, you Because last stop. time I had a character without a name, you called him inconsequential for the entire campaign. In my defense, you literally said the words, my name is inconsequential. Yeah, but you knew exactly <laughs> what I meant. Since when has that mattered? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we just we just need to get Rowan a last name, and I told you, I told you in the first episode, I will I will not intentionally um, manipulate or massacre your characters' names for fun. It's going to happen, though. You never. Well, I said intentionally. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> I won't do it. I, I won't uh, continue to do it. How's that? All right. I have. I, I have. I have one that I'm pretty sure I want to use, and then the other one that I'm kind of playing around with. Okay. Uh. uh I want to have one. I don't know if I want to call it. Uh, I shoot with my mind uh, from the yeah. gunslinger because um, yep. I, I I've kind of really decided that my main thing I'm I'm going to be using guns more than really anything else, uh, and I feel like uh, I get a plus careful uh, uh, when using a weapon like an extra like you know what i mean like i don't know what's... yeah how about how about um for, first of all and i i certainly don't mean to be the guy who was like actually it was this funny but i believe it was shoot with my heart wasn't it let's shoot with my mind i, oh, I, actually... sorry, it, I yeah i kill with my heart that's it sorry my bad um okay with my, my mind right because you have not forgotten the face of your father because and you probably say, you know i could even say remembers the face of my father because I feel like my mother is the fae, and my father is the... The human, after the human. whom you're taking. Yeah. Okay, so cool. Yeah, we could call that face of our face of my father, sure. Uh-huh. Um, and why don't we, because that's an emotional kind of thing, why don't we make the circumstance plus two to careful um, when, like, because it's... It's not just like, oh, I'm fighting some guys and I need to shoot them and I need to be good at it, but how about, like, plus two to careful when you have, like, an emotional stake in what's happening? As opposed to when you're just taking down a random bounty, it's, yeah. like, you are like fucking you're... furious at this dude well, because yeah, he slighted you in the I even want to go as far as to say when I have a human emotional stake, because I think I'm going to play this stun in with my next stunt... Cool, because uh, like, I'm, I'm really like, and it kind of goes with my kind of uncertain duality aspect of my mind, where I'm not sure where I want to be. So in this situation, I'm using the human aspect of me and the human emotional side of me to to allow me to aim better than I would normally. Sure. And then, so, so, so like plus two careful when shooting. Like for human reasons, that's a really yeah. clunky way to put it, but I think it like shooting for human reasons. Yeah, which we can find better nomenclature for, but yeah, and we never ever will because we're lazy. Yeah, and and the second one, uh, because I'm a water sprite, I kind of want to do something related to water. Okay. Um um um. Hmm. 
I think, oh, yeah, okay. How about... Um, and this 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 will have to be few and far between. But how about if there's a source of water nearby, you can pull a little water bending action, and not like really finely, not like you know make sexy water whips and do fancy razzle dazzle them because that's Byron's stunt. Yeah. But like, but like you could just like if there was a pond nearby, you you could just go with both your hands and just like oh like a huge hunk of water smashes into somebody or something. Yeah. And I think I'm going to call it uh, Heart of My Mother. There you go. Oh, Face of My Father, Heart of My Mother. I would read that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a novel about a sad cowboy. And he, <laughs> and, and he, and he meets... He he meets a he meets a city girl, and at first he thinks their two worlds can't work together, but she shows him the truth. <laughs> Sounds like a, a Hallmark movie. This sounds really like a does. really bad, trashy novel that is definitely on the shelf at yeah. Barnes & Noble right now, this minute. Or on the shelf with crackled, well-worn, well-loved spine at Magic Beans. Oh, yep. 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 They had an author signing. <laughs> of course they did. It was actually written by me. <laughs> yep. Under a pseudonym. <laughs> Under the pseudonym... E. F. John. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love you people. Oh, God. So, okay, so... Manipulate... Um, and see, the idea I've got of your character, just from what you've said, is that your face side is kind of undeveloped. So, like, for example, FPQ over there, she's embracing her fairy side, so she's very much about, let's let's get some magic up in here, y'all. But you seem to be embracing your human side most of the time. So if you were let's to get, get some your... modernity up in here, y'all. Exactly. Let's be grounded and realistic in a world with rules. Um. So because you're because you're doing that, I feel like your fey abilities would be not necessarily atrophied, but like you wouldn't be good at them. Well, like, and this is what I'm kind of feeling because you know, if I'm outside, I'm technically in nature. And if I had developed my powers, then I would be able to, to to use this power whenever I am not inside someplace. Same with, like, there's moisture in the air, and if I had developed my powers, I would be able to pull moisture out of the air. Right. But because but because I, it's kind of atrophied, I'm really only limited to when I am completely surrounded in that specific type of environment. Yeah, when there when there is a large and ready supply. And, like, if it's somebody's pool, that's full of chlorine, that's cut off from nature, I reckon you could probably still manage something with it. But, like, if it was the Willamette, or if it was, like, a natural spring or something like that, something, you know, coming out of nature itself, raw and pure and wonderful, then that Portland's would probably... by the ocean, you guys. It's true. <laughs> Then uh, I think that would be better. So how are we gonna go Quick ahead? Quick idea: if uh, if he does try to influence water that has unnatural properties in it, like a pool, it just kind of flops around uselessly. <laughs> yes, manipulate. Uh, how do we put that? Like pure water sources? Natural water sources. Natural. I was gonna say all the bottles of Dasani flying off the shelf. <laughs> manipulate yeah, water sources. Uh, 
uh, should that be a plus in uh, forceful then? Uh, yes. Uh, natural. That's so cool. I have the coolest friends. I, yeah. Yeah, that's not true. We have the coolest friends because we're friends with you. You mean you're not my friend? Well, no. Oh. That's also... That's also the case. (laughs) I thought I was the case. What is happening? This is... Bonding. (laughs) Okay, alright. Manipulate natural water sources plus two forceful. And yeah, that's going to be... And see, here's the really cool thing about this game. Um, We talked a little bit in the beginning about how there's not uh, mechanical character progression. Like, we don't really have hit points. We don't have, you know, strength scores. Well, we kind of do have strength scores and stuff like that. But, like, if Rowan really decided to try and embrace his fey side or the legacy of his mother or stuff like that, like, his ability to manipulate water could become more nuanced, could become more powerful, and so, like, the the parameters of that stunt could change. That's the version of leveling up here we have in this game. So, PFQ, FPQ, PF Chang, um, See, what this are is, you... this is what's going to happen. You're going to start calling her PF Chang halfway through this this campaign, and it's going to stick. I, I think halfway is really, really generous. <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. I love PF Chang. Uh, so, have you have you given any thought to a, a third stunt? And if not, that's fine. I mean, we thought we were only going to have one for a little while, so we could definitely discover yours as we go on or whatever. I have not, but I am definitely going to be working on it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds cool. Okie dokles. Um, let me go back through some of my notes, which have been fastidious and not at all filled with doodles of my cat. Nope. Let's see Why here. would you ever doodle your cat Why when there's I... so much Why? interesting podcast happening? There's. Why wouldn't you? Why, no, he's right there. I can see him. Hello, Denmark J-Cat, celebrated local cat. Let's see. I think I have I think I think have a stunt for Jackie. Go for it. I call it, I liked it before it was cool. <laughs> and it, uh, in, in, in cases where we need information gathering or stuff like that. On the past. She can, she can, uh... She has uh, an intimate knowledge of more obscure aspects of the city than... I have an approximate knowledge of most things. Uh, than, than, like, other people would have. Yeah. I like I, an approximate knowledge of most things as you know a descriptor. What? That's, yeah, that's, that's it. I liked it before it was cool. Ugh. That's... That is, uh, as as a customer once opined to me, totes perf. Is that is that how people talk? It is. That, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Is we don't have how... time to say the whole word, Dylan. I don't know what world you're living in. This is twenty fifth. No, yeah, I frequently got crap like that when and I worked at Disneyland. It, it would be a plus two and clever. Yep. I... Well, and see, here's the thing. All of our, most of all of our experiences in D and D, and so we're kind of like comp- we're kind of conflating like 
clever with like a history score, and they're not quite the same thing because the approaches aren't what you can do; they're how you can do it. And I'm, I'm not the, the plus two to, to clever definitely works. I just think um, that like if we don't need to resort to a mechanical effect, then we don't necessarily have to. That was a tautology. Well, the first rule of Tautology Club is the first rule of Tautology Club. I understood what you were saying. If we don't need to... If if it's not necessary to roll some dice, let's not roll dice. Exactly. Like, if, if Rowan wants to manipulate some water and it's really great, why would I make him roll instead of just letting the really great thing happen? Now, if, if him failing would be more interesting, then or at least be interesting, then yeah, I'm going to make him roll for it. Um, plus two clever... And I'm I'm okay with leaving that up to Casey's discretion whether or not we roll on something. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing. Uh, an approximate knowledge of most things. Um, it, in D and D, especially the way I ran it, it was roll this, roll that thing. What do I roll for that? Can I roll this for this? And that's kind of cool because D and D is super crunchy and it's kind of designed around that idea. But um, you know, this game is much more about telling... Go ahead. Casey thinks it's going to be cool. Yeah. That, <laughs> no, that has always been my number one rule, is if it makes me happy, you can at least try it. Let's see here. Approximate knowledge of most things. Cool. So that's right. our characters finally settled. Finally. Okay, after um, three weeks. After three weeks. Actually, you know, we could just say two weeks. I don't do. We, do we really want to put that last episode out there? I feel like that was. I mean, we established. Oh, and there's something I wanted to ask about last episode. Yeah, please do. Because we, we we talked about you know uh, the different characters that are going to be existing within our world, and we kind of talked about the the kind of character I want to have in it, but we didn't really talk about a name or We didn't anything. nail those down. Yeah, you're right. We've got Solomon's rival, um, Salvador Hernandez, who kind of wants to... There is a dog at my side uh, who kind of wants to keep Salvador in his place. Um, Rowan, you wanted someone who is the supplier of the bounties and is a person of power who wants to clean up the warlock scene, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, let us talk about that person. And I've also got some ideas for your nemesis, your rival, the okay. first bounty who got away. We also have we also established Mayor McCheese, right? No. Is that what the name we chose on? I don't think <laughs> there that's... There was a mayor. There, there is a mayor. There is a mayor, played forever by Kyle MacLachlan. Um, but I don't think Mayor McCheese or Mayor Fonquesa or whatever, I don't, I don't think. I think he needs a real name. I think we had a real name for him. I Did just we? didn't write I it didn't, down. I didn't either, and that doesn't sound like me. I write everything down, which is why there's so much, so so much dead air on my side of this. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't think we. I think we we tossed off Mayor McCheese as a goof. And, okay. Uh, oh no! It was Mayor Harold Delphinus. That was the one. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a whole page of notes. These two pages were stuck together. I was like, oh, I thought I took more notes than this. Well um, done. And then we hit the museum curator. I'm not holding on, Dylan. I said well done. Oh, thank you. And then we had the museum curator, Xavier Tangleforth the Fifth. <laughs> right. That guy. Okay. Whose aspects are wake up, sheeple. <laughs> 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 uh, that's fantastic. Okay, yeah, Mayor Mayor Harold Delphinus. 
Um, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we've got Solomon's rival, um, Salvador Hernandez, Rowan's uh, bounty supplier. Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about this guy, Tony. Um, well, like, because I know that that in the Dresden verse, these kind of bounty suppliers were delved in the underground kind of crime scene of which is like native to Chicago. So, you know, I, I don't think this person is necessarily like a mob boss or something. Uh, he could be, I don't know, someone of influence that right. uh, may not be completely legitimate, but has a, le- a more I, legitimate face than... I think we absolutely need some kind of underworld happening. Yeah. Because it's it's too... It's too rosy and and perfect to yeah. to play in a world where there isn't that kind of thing, and also, like it's just more interesting to have that kind of stuff. Right, so, and I I, 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 I'm sorry, Dylan, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I, I just think it's it's totally necessary to have some kind of underworld happening. But okay, I do well... I, I do like the idea of. Uh, Thony just touched on it. The 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 brighter face of everything. Everything looks happier, right? Um, um, but but is not. So you're, you could you're... say. He... Go ahead. Maybe say he's a uh, real estate tycoon. Ooh, I like something. that. He, he owns he owns a lot of the city. He doesn't own the city, but. You know, he a lot owns, of the major business. He owns the land that City Hall. Hall is built on top of, and also the land that the Westfield Hotel is built on top of. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Which which yeah. makes sense too, because he he you know he's he's he has knowledge of the of the of the magical world. Um, he may not be like protected under unseely these unseely accords like Marconi is. Right. But he's, like, he's definitely a he's definitely a player on the scene. And, like he and leased, Go ahead. He leased the land to the White Council to build right. it. Right. And and, and, like, and like, to the, the owners of the magic bean and all of like he owns so much of the city. Yes, and while, like any good Portlandian, uh, he wants to keep Portland weird, he also very definitely wants to keep the magical presence in his town, like, under control. Right, and and uh, that's, that's actually a really interesting angle, is that, like, nobody knows, like, he is his own island of power. Nobody really knows, like, if he's menacing, or if he's just kind of a dick about his business. Right, if you were trying to put him squarely into the category of good guy or bad guy, it means you're not taking in the whole picture. Right. Um, Wants to keep magic whatnot suppressed. And we shall call him Mr. Monday. Ooh. I like it. Which leads me into another idea I had. And again, Dylan and I were talking before we hit record. Um, I've got some ideas, and I don't exactly know how aware you guys should be of them. But I can think. I think that without tipping my hand, we can safely talk about this one. We had discussed um, 
the immediate threat to the city being these warlocks who are popping up because the general magical saturation of Portland is increasing rapidly and for a reason that no one can discern. Um, so I thought that all of these all of these warlocks who have been popping up everywhere and manifesting all these powers could be kind of being clumped together, uh, like someone's rounding them up. Like, did you guys ever watch they're, Static They're Shock? building a warlock ghetto. Exactly. Yeah, I watched Static Shock. I know yeah, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like the Bang Babies. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought, uh, and I had, in my head, I had been calling them the Manifest Destinies. I love, no, I, I kind of love it, but there are racist connotations to Manifest Destiny. Yeah, well, you're not fully human, so I don't think you get to play the racist card. Uh, can I play the racist card, then? By all means. Great. Um, well, I thought it worked because we're in the Northwest, and, you know, Lewis and Clark, and the whole Northwest Passage thing they were supposed to find, and because their powers are manifesting. Yeah. Why don't you I... call them the, the Northwest Passengers? No. because No. <laughs> no. I'll find um... another name. Moving on. Yeah, the, these these... So is that, hmm, is that a warlock ghetto that is being built? Like, who who is building this thing? Are they exactly. separating themselves, or um, I the idea is, is it a I cult had, type situation? Do they have a a Jim Jones? I don't think it's necessarily a cult as much as it is like a network of people who are because like the White Council sees any unregistered unknown wizard as a bad wizard, and right. that's that's just their viewpoint. But these are kind of just people who don't want to die. And I, I think they kind of form a network to help being caught, help not be caught by wardens and executed just because they suddenly have magic powers and they don't know why. Okay. So I, I don't know that it's as centralized as a cult. I feel like there's definitely like a leader or, at, you know, at least or maybe. There, there, are, there are leader figures. Yes, exactly. There are leader figures but it's mostly like they've got safe houses here and there mm-hmm. like if if you if you need help getting out of the city or whatever then stuff like that and and this explains the the warden activity like the the reason we have established a field outpost here exactly the the uptick in uh in warden security uh so uh before we get too far away from uh like personal connections to this stuff yeah like what kind of characters um jackie do you think fiona would be interacting with um probably mostly other um beings like her um people who have a yearning for the going back to the never never or also, only, only hipsters. Well, well right, I of think, course. I think Jackie's Jackie's placement in the the kind of centralized hub of the magical community would mean that she has a familiarity with pretty much all the magical folk in. Right. In, well, and I, I I I think that puts together a really nice uh, social triforce because. Solomon is on a first name basis with all the politicians, all the higher ups in the city, all the you know all the people to know to get things done. Um, Rowan 
is in contact with not necessarily the seedier. Well, yeah, yeah, probably the seedier element. I mean, you're you're killing people for money, so you're involved in the seedier side of things, and would probably have more of a connection to that underworld. And so, um, P.F. Chang there would have more of a connection to the everyday people who just come in off the street for a cup of coffee, but are also a little bit magical. And yeah, of course, the, the hipster people as well. Um, one thing I was thinking about was, while not being entirely opposed to humans existing, doesn't particularly enjoy interacting with humans. Separate but equal. Got it. Well, so... Since we're going with racist things. Right. Sure. We're not going with racist things. So, the, the, the thing I'm, I'm trying to get at is, is like somebody specific, some specific named NPC that you have interactions with. Yeah. Whether because, they're positive or negative. Right, because Solomon has um, has Salvador Hernandez, Rowan has um, uh, Mr. Monday, who supplies the bounties and does all that. So we need, we need somebody who is a name in uh, FPQ's circle. I have, I have an idea. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the boss, but like the, the beans, we we've established that the, the coffee that's being used is is grown in fairy, correct? Um, how about it's grown in soil that's brought in from fairy? Well, what I was thinking is is she has a supplier. We can even say that she's the one that <laughs> runs the coffee shop. This is her coffee shop or whatever. Uh. And her supplier is somebody from Fairy. I like that. Okay. I do too, I approve. Run so coffee then... shop has connection in Fairy. Also, um, it is absolutely canon that where these beans are grown in Fairy, they are fertilized by centaurs. Gross. Yep. Um, so these... Uh, th- this, this Fairy connection... Um, the name of my new folk rock band. Nice. Um, your your fairy connection. No, 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 sorry. It is a it is a Muppets themed. Yep. Fairy folk band. There it is. Of course. So the the fairy connection. Um, Rainbow connection. Come on. Yes, yeah. Kermit and this in, incredible incredible song. And Kenny Logan. You need to get well, yeah, Kenny up the on the mic first. Connection. When did he not? Okay, we're having an argument right now. Who created Rainbow Connection? I'm not talking about who created it. I'm saying Kenny Loggins has done a cover of Rainbow Connection. Fantastic. I'm going to cut all of this. Um, no, leave it. <laughs> the, so this this fairy connection that you have, um, are they a member of the Wild Fae? Are they Winter Court? Are they, like, who are they? Um... I would assume Autumn Court, but um, I'm okay. okay with it not being that. Uh, that's just a suggestion. Um, I think that would be wild. Yeah. I don't think I don't think winter is known for growing things. Well, right, but autumn is harvest season. That's true. So so autumn makes sense. Okay, so they're they're a member of the Autumn Court. Um. It, like what? What is their position within the court? Like, what do they... Do they just grow things? Are they a farmer? Or is this some kind of, like, 
powerful fairy? Is this a fairy lord who is who's doing this for whatever fairy reasons he has? I think maybe a lackey of a fairy lord, because I don't think the fairy lord would, um, you know, deign to make his deliveries himself. So a representative. Sure. Well, well, but, but at the but, same time, I think it's interesting that maybe this person sees the potential power within Jackie's character, and that's this is that's, that's his underlying motive for yeah. interacting with her. It's getting really I, special snowflake on us. Under the guise of, well, she, her character is a special snowflake. Yeah, I'm, I'm just well, saying it's. Well, like, technically I, speaking, her character is a special maple leaf. Because fall, because the autumn. Uh, yeah, court. got it. Thanks. There we go, and because Canada. But so, like, right the 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 Fey Lord that you're working with isn't making the deliveries himself, but is your contact a Fey Lord, or are you working with somebody under a Fey Lord? who's not necessarily doing this with the Lord's permission. Who is this character that you have a connection to? I think Dylan's, I think Dylan's got it there. I think it's a character who's, who's definitely got a position. He's not just some schmuck in, in the never, never, but he's just trying to make some scratch. Yeah. He's, he's definitely underhand dealing. Yeah. Cause even, even if a Fey Lord and look, the Fey are capricious, they're tricksters. They do things for the lulls, but even even if a guy were to just come over, the, the Fey Lords are terrifying. They're alien. That's you know, it's it's gone to great lengths in the books to say that these creatures are not even remotely human. Right. So I, I don't I don't think it would be feasible for you know this uh, Lord of Autumn to just hop over with some bags of beans and grab a bran muffin on the way out. Okay, so this is some kind of attendant or or something like that um let's give him a name let's do um miss marple mit no (laughs) are we going agatha christie here wait miss maple ah Miss Maypole. Miss Maypole. It's... No, because then she would be a member of the, the spring, spring court. court. No, that's the ironic part of it. it well, okay, it was done for the lulls. Yep. Well, and that's I probably not her. Him. Well, and that's not her real name, obviously. Right. Right, because a fairy doesn't tell anybody their true name, <laughs> unless they are an idiot and/or toot toot. <laughs> Love too. Well, no, because even yeah, the Zalord. Mm-hmm. All hail. Which you guys have noticed, he's been getting bigger as the books go on, right? Yep. I freaking yeah. love. Yeah, I freaking love Toot Toot. He's yeah. Jim Butcher's is playing my, the long yeah. game with that guy, man. Yeah. I actually really hate that character. That's <laughs> fair. I think he's annoying and doesn't serve much of a purpose. <laughs> but here we are. Yep. Here we are. Okay, so Miss Maypole um, is a person of... I don't think it would make much sense to say that they're, like, right there up with the the Lord of Autumn, because then it's like, well, where are you going all the time? Oh, you're going over to the human world? That's weird. So maybe just, like, a person in the court, a person of standing and influence, because they've got to have, you know, the time and the space to to grow these beans. Mm Mm-hmm. 
a name in the in the autumn court. Well, and we could we could flesh all of this out later. Right. So are you ready then? I think so. Amazing. Amazing. We've done it. So only three weeks and around six hours. Right. No. No, last episode was 40 minutes. First one was two hours. This one's, what are we clocked in at, Dylan? We are at an hour 20. Okay, five hours. Yeah, we are at an hour 20. So I'm going to call this episode for this this week. Um, We'll, I think, I think what we'll do for, for release schedule is I'll put out the first episode and our little addendum as a, a side thing that you can listen to if you want. Um, and then like, like as a separate download. And then we'll put this out next week. As, as episode one, part two proper. Right. Um, and then actually playing the game, we'll start the week after that. Uh, I realize it's a long lead time, but... I, th- I think that'll be beneficial because it'll give us a little more time to grow into our characters and really, really think about it. Also, next week... Uh, I've talked about this before. I'm not going to be able to. Actually, we should talk about this once we once we. Uh... Right. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll call this episode for this week. If you want to find more episodes of our podcast, you can find them on semiautomagicinc.com. That's yep. semiautomagicinc.com. You can like our Facebook page. You can find us on the Twitter sphere at semiautomagi. Truth. And you can uh, talk to us individually on the Twitter at uh, Hotel Theotokos or uh, RamenBoy005, but that is probably going to change by next week. It's... I will have a better Twitter handle. Uh, yours is 550, actually. 550, whatever. I have <laughs> such a fucking... Like, if you look at my, my actual tweets, 90% of my tweets are me tweeting about tweeting. It's true. Um yeah. Because Thony is the ultimate hipster. Yep. Um, Jackie? Uh, mine is Strangest Words. And mine is Mr. Underscore Hush. Uh, all of this information can be found on the website on our About Us page. Um, thank you for listening, folks. Yeah, send us in your questions, your comments, um, how things went when you tried to put together a fairly homebrew game of fate or whatever. Uh, one of my favorite things about... I'm sorry, go ahead. Pictures, Pictures of, of your pets. pets. Pictures of your pets, by all means. Um, one of my favorite things about the gaming podcasts I listen to is when they do mailbag episodes. So if enough people send us questions or comments or ideas or death threats, maybe we'll get them all together and have bonus ideas where we just read them out loud and respond to them because there's nothing a bunch of performers love more than hearing their own voices. It's true. Oh, yeah. Which is why we've spent three weeks just talking and not actually playing. <laughs> but right. dude, I, I don't know about you guys... This is so much fun, like, just putting this world together. It's super interesting. I don't know how well it plays on the radio, but we'll find out. Yeah. Um, So thank you, folks, for listening. Come back again next week, uh, and we'll see you later. And until then, may all your roles be pluses.